Now, were, were you being serious about spoiler alerts whenever we talk about these things with curling? I just want to make sure I don't get in trouble. There were. He mentioned this morning that that's his uh, subscription signed into that TV oh. so he could watch it. And he mentioned about signing in so that he could watch curling. And then we got several texts that like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm recording that. Don't give updates or at least give me a spoiler alert. So every time he gave an update, we had to give a spoiler alert so I those people could turn down the, the TV. I won't lie. I'm kind of... I'm kind of proud of Toby to know how you could change the sources well, on this. I forgot and, we had put new TVs in there. Right. Uh, and I'm like, wait a minute. How did you log into those TVs? They're 100 right. years old. And then I remembered we had the new ones in there. So, yeah. yeah he, he signed in. and Look at Tiro. account, yeah. Pr- proud of you. Welcome in. I, okay, I won't mention it. But let's just say your boy couldn't care less about what's going on at the Winter Olympics right now. I'll just... What's what's my? I'll just call myself out so you don't have to. Couldn't care less about what's going on at the Winter Olympics, but I won't lie. That was kind of exhilarating. Spoiler alert! Real quick, earmuffs, earmuffs. Real quick. Three, two, one. We won, Josh. USA takes down the ROC. Which I don't know. Can we still call them the Russians, or is that is that not as the dude would say proper nomenclature? I don't know. I think it is right. I'll go with it. So welcome into the Plank Show. Good how morning. You? How are you, dude? You good? Good. Good. I everything got a little bit accelerated this morning. I won't lie to you, because as most of as we like to say, all y'all know. Uh, I travel with OU softball, and I'm proud of that, and I embrace it, and I think it's awesome. I'm a horrible traveler. I hate flying. I hate buses. I hate having to eat while things are in motion. I get card sick. So sometimes the road cannot be good for me, but I got a job to do, and uh, this table ain't going to generate food itself. So... I got a message last night. Hey, all the bags need to be on the bus by 9 a.m., which could be considered somewhat problematic for me, Josh, seeing that, well, our show starts at 9 a.m. Indeed. And and, uh, I insist on taking my girls to school every single day. I want to drop them off, even though my 13-year-old could not care less about it. But I want to – dad's got to take them to school. Ask all the dad questions. What's going on? What do you got today? Are you talking to that one kid? I don't like him. But it worked out, man. We left a little bit earlier. Uh, You know, the great thing about where my kids go to school, the superintendent is there to greet them every morning. Makes my day. Makes me feel more secure. And I can confirm, can confirm an 840 handoff of said radio equipment and clothes to Jake Scroggins, Kylie Lundberg, and the rest of the University of Oklahoma crew. We're you made it. Go. I made it. The bus wasn't there yet, so that was a little bit concerning to me because I pulled around the corner and the bus wasn't there, and I was like, oh, no. But we made it. We're good. So do I just leave this here? Right, right. When I saw that the bus wasn't there, I was like, do I just put this on the – curb and leave it here and go you guys will this take work? care of this correct <laughs> uh quick quick question before we get to what i want to open with today 
you know, I'm a Lakers fan. Like I, that that's my NBA team. It's been my NBA team since birth. T. Rowe can call me bandwagon. That's fine. I mean, if I jumped on a bandwagon at three and can't get off of it, that's understandable. And NBA was a big thing in my house because my dad loved the Celtics. So it was, and the NBA was on like once a week. Like, oh, it's Saturday. Welcome to the NBA on CBS or whatever it was on. And so I was a Lakers fan. My dad was a Celtics fan. We'd go back and forth. It was great. So, again, I give that disclaimer with this. Every single day, first take opens with Lakers talk. Now, I know this because it is now because I am too lazy to get up and turn the channel, this kind of sick feeling I get in my stomach when it's on has more just become almost shock in that these people are rich, filthy rich, based on what they talk about every single day. So are we doing this wrong? I mean, listen, we're the home of Sooner fans, so we're always going to have an Oklahoma tent to everything. But, I mean, are, are we supposed to quickly get to Lakers talk and Russell Westbrook because, I mean, I don't, I don't get it, Josh. There, there's nothing to talk about. It's first of all, I, I think the NBA, and maybe part of this too. Uh, Gabe asked me yesterday. He goes, "You guys talk about NBA much on your show?" And I was like, "No, I mean, we really don't." And usually, you know, Toby was joking earlier. When we mention it, you'll get someone that texts in or, or tweets at you, like, "Enough NBA," which is funny because that's initially why I was so anti everyone becoming an NBA expert because that's all I heard whenever I tried to talk NBA in the early 2000s. And then the Thunder get here and people are like, you know, maybe we could take his bird ripes and amnesty him. You know, everyone's an, a sudden salary cap expert. But I digress. But, I mean, there's so much going on in the world of sports. A 131-116 loss last night for the Lakers to the Bucks, And we're in Norman, Oklahoma. Oklahoma City, Tulsa, Lawton, you name it. I mean, Josh, it's not even in my top ten stories of the day. But yet, here is, I guess, the standard bearer in debate talk shows, and they've been talking about this for 10 minutes. Got to dissect the game against the champs. I, I guess. Am, are we doing this wrong? Is that what's going on here? <laughs> no, we are not not doing this wrong. All right. I just, I'm, I'm very confused. It's like, what, what are we, what are we doing right now? Is this, is this how it goes? Thankfully, though, I can confirm that Skip Bayless's show, Undisputed, is talking about this little thing that's going on on Sunday. You know, the Super Bowl. <laughs> right. <sighs> anyway, uh, anything exciting in your world last night? I didn't even. I mean, I didn't even watch the NBA, and I watched college basketball last night. I watched Purdue pull away from Illinois. In the second half of that game, I was watching. You know, last night was a pretty big night when you start thinking about bubble conversations in our fair conference. And, you know, that was in terms of must 
must-get dubs. That was a must-get dub last night for West Virginia, right? If we're looking at this, at what we talk about every day, which is Big 12 basketball, obviously uh, we're supposed to be talking about the Lakers because that's all ESPN talks about, but I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah, we're going to pass. But Tash Sherman comes back, and I mean, West Virginia jumped on Iowa State early, and boy, what a difference one player seems to make. And Sherman really wasn't even all that good last night. He was 4 of 10 from the floor, but I think his presence helps make a difference as West Virginia beats Iowa State because one forgotten story in our bubble talk yesterday that we got into, one forgotten story was West Virginia dropped out of the Jill Lenardi bracketology. Out. Completely out. So... How will West Virginia respond? Well, they go out and they get a big win over Iowa State. Now, I would counter with this, Josh. West Virginia gets the win, which was, you know, it it puts them kind of in that same sphere as Oklahoma. A home win over Iowa State I don't think is quite a quad one win. I think that's quad two. I think Iowa State had just fallen out. Now you have to wonder, do we suddenly start worrying about Iowa State as a potential bubble team. Let me explain to you why I don't, or even on the outside looking at. Have you seen Iowa State's remaining schedule yet? So they've lost three straight games, five of their last seven. Their last win in conference came on January 25th against Oklahoma State. Here's the final seven games for Iowa State. Kansas State, at TCU, home for Oklahoma, home for West Virginia, at Kansas State, home for Oklahoma State. Now, and then they go to Baylor to wrap it up. But, right, I mean, no, no offense to our beloved Sooners, but if I'm an Iowa State person, I look at that as six very winnable games, right? Six winnable games and then Baylor. Right, exactly. So, I don't necessarily think they're going anywhere. But, but again, it is fascinating to think about how quickly things can shift in this conference. I'll, here's another for instance, right? Tonight, Oklahoma and Texas Tech. Big game. If Oklahoma beats Texas Tech, which again is a big if, Darren Shannon's playing well, uh, Bryson Williams has been really good. I assume Shannon's all, I mean, he played this week, and so I assume everything is good with him health-wise. But let's say, let's say Oklahoma does well. Let's say they go out and they beat Texas Tech. Suddenly, that goes from being oh, Joe Lenardi had them as one of their last four buys, and they could be in a tough spot. You get a quad one win like that against a team, and Texas Tech is one of the ten teams right now that is still in the mix for a potential one seed. Right? Lenardi had ten to eleven teams that he's still considered battling for a one. You beat Tech tonight, and again, it, I, I agree with Toby, maybe it is as simple as just, hey, hit some hit some threes, open things up a little bit, but suddenly the narrative can completely change. You saw that happen a bit with West Virginia last night, and I think the same can happen tonight for Oklahoma. Fingers it, crossed. And this would obviously be a much better win than oh, what sure. West Virginia got last night. 
if you take care of business here and and beat Texas at home, you're in a pretty good spot given everything that's happened. They got off to Oklahoma did such a nice start that there was a little bit of wiggle room here, but seven out of eight losses eventually catches up to you if that trend continues. They got to get this game tonight somehow, some way. Mm, agreed. So we got a lot to get to on Oklahoma and Texas Tech as this show progresses on a Wednesday. When we come back, though, for some reason it just won't go away, man. I, I, I don't – you know me if you've listened to this show. I try not to get into too much of the mule shoe or the Tebow conversations. In fact, I don't. I subscribe to the theory that I think this program is going to be fine, if not better, and I'm on Team Brent Venables. I'm on Team Jeff Levy and Ted Roof. But sometimes some things are said that definitely you can't help but wonder if there was some intent behind it. We'll get to that next. Plus, at the bottom of this hour, we're pumped to bring on Kelby Washington. 9.35 this morning, the freshman standout, Norman Tiger alum, will join us right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. I mean, listen, uh, at Danny Tracy Real tweeted out, Ahsoka actor, with that great meme of, of Jeff Goldblum from Jurassic Park. And the headline is, me changes TV source from HDMI to HDMI 2. My parents, you did it, you crazy son of a bee, you did it. <laughs> and my response to Toby figuring out the TV, no, 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 bro, you don't understand, Oki Actor. I've come in here several times whenever, uh, in fact, I don't know how much credit I give to Toby because one TV was turned off and the other was turned on. And the one that was turned off was for some reason on channel 142, which, again... The ability of some of the people around here, not pointing any fingers or naming any names, to really screw up these TVs in studio is borderline, I mean, incredible. I mean, I'm not even mad. It's like, how did you end up getting there? It was on channel 142? Yeah, the top TV, which was turned off. Which, by the way. What is that channel? It's not. It's nothing. It was static. (laughs) Which, by the way, to be very clear, you can't use the remote on like for instance if i were like oh well the top tv is off i'll just use the remote and turn it on no because it automatically turns off the other tv and then turns on the top one right that's really the problem we need to the pressing problem we need to address how can we get it set up to where the remote is not a master remote for both televisions. <laughs> I mean, it literally is a master remote for both TVs. so you do it and it just affects both of them Man, you know, it's it's usually pretty simple, a quick little source touch, but you get that source and it screws up the other TV. Matt, yeah. Well, That's congratulations. Fair. I'm happy that you're in a comfortable place now. Well, yes, I'm much better now. All right, so uh, Kelby Washington in 10 minutes from now. Not only are we going to talk to Kelby, we're working on a feature for Boyd Street on Kelby. What's our deadline for our articles, by the way? Saturday, Sunday, Thursday, Friday? I was told Friday. Okay. Oh, <laughs> You'll get it in plenty of time by Friday. So, um, Kelby's coming on with us here in just a bit. In the meantime, um, let's touch on the herd yesterday. And we had joked about it because we saw that Lincoln Riley will make his second appearance on the herd in literally the last month. Which is funny because 
I, I don't know if he went on two radio shows a month the entire time that he was at Oklahoma, but it's fine. I get it. You got to go out. You got to sell your program. I don't have any problem with really honestly any of it because, again, like I said, at my core, Josh Helmer, I'm so excited about what's going on at Oklahoma. I just I can't even contain myself. And a lot of people, and this has been something we've talked about a lot on this show, a lot of people don't get it. Right? A lot of people are like, what are you talking about? You just lost Lincoln Riley. All these players have left. And you're like, three players went to USC. Two guys went to South Carolina that, you know, at least one of them you knew was leaving, but the other one, it's like, hey, okay, Austin Stogner, good luck. I mean, this this mass exodus just hasn't happened, right? And a recruiting class that, again, was a good foundation, but in the same vein, based on how things have gone with a couple of guys in the portal, you would also assume that there was a chance that recruiting class could fall apart. Bob Stoops hit the trail. Brent Venables solidified it, and it's still a top 10 class. Eighth, as a matter of fact, according right on three rivals, 24-7. All I'm liking the top ten. It's incredible. It's incredible. Eight across the board. All three. So it's one of those things to where if I were called by Clark Stroud to say, hey, we want to be a little bit more respectful of kind of how things ended at Oklahoma or Lincoln or whomever. I'm just thinking Clark would be the guy. That, what's something that, you know, could be said that might help Sooner fans have a better understanding? Is there a song we could lip sync <laughs> that would make you feel better? My first piece of advice would be, and again, I don't disagree with this, but I just think saying something like this is incredibly short-sighted. We didn't take players from Oklahoma. We took players from the transfer portal. You know, those players and their families had to make a decision to either stay at that university just like any other player has to make or to enter the portal where then they can be recruited by anybody in the country. And that's up to those players and their families, and we have nothing to do with that. But once they, once a player gets into a, a portal where they are open to any school in the country – we would be crazy not to take a look at that and try to help our football team. And, and then on top of it, for me, the, maybe the more emotional tie for me is these are guys that we recruited. We got to know their families. We were a part of the, the entire process. You know, All of a sudden, they were good enough for us to take at Oklahoma, but now we wouldn't give them a chance uh, just because we're at a new spot. I, I just That part never really made sense to me. So, um, you know, certainly – uh, excited to get those guys here along with all of our other players. And, and to us, it's literally these are players in a portal. These are guys that we feel like can come into USC and help us get this program to where it needs to be. Okay, the, the two things that really I, – I don't – again, it's me. You don't have to follow my path. You're not going to anyway. What he said isn't necessarily untrue, right? When they're in the portal – it's not as if he's going to say, I'm not recruiting them. You were a major part. and You were the, the major part. Why? They were at Oklahoma, right? So I get it. But when you say that dudes that you coached are in the portal and you had nothing to do with that, that and, and I this is what I said yesterday on Big 12 Today when we talked about it, 
that's the part to me where I'd be like, I don't think that that needs to be a caveat that you throw in there because in all honesty, you had everything to do with them being in the portal right now. I don't think Caleb Williams is going anywhere else if Lincoln Riley's still the coach. I don't think Mario Williams is going anywhere else if Lincoln Riley's still the coach. The funny thing is Latrell McCutcheon probably is going somewhere else, which makes no sense whatsoever. But that's the part to me, and you say, that university – Bro, it's the University of Oklahoma. You were here for seven years. You were the head coach for five. That university. So those to me, I have, you know he's going to go get guys that were here. You know it. And, I mean, how Roy Manning was recruiting for two schools. He was recruiting for Oklahoma and USC at the same time. So, of course, that's going to happen. I just don't think the whole... They're in the portal, not at the University of Oklahoma, and we had nothing to do with that. I thought, you know, my advice would be, except, you know, I think I think everyone would be a little bit more, not forgiving, but understanding. If you're like, listen, uh, Caleb Williams was a major, major part of what I thought the future of Oklahoma was going to be. You know, he decided to, to jump in the portal, and, you know, part of that might be because I left. Maybe a lot of it, but of course I want him to come play with me. I think that is a much better approach than like, well, I mean, they're in the portal and we had nothing to do with it. That's That to me, Josh, was when I saw that yesterday, literally explode on my timeline. I was like, oh, this is going to make people so mad. And then that was the only part I was like, huh, we had nothing to do with that. You had everything to do with it. Everything. I know you and Joey were a little bit more fired up about this on Twitter yesterday than I was. Oh, I wouldn't even describe myself as been out of shape one way or the other, really. <laughs> I, I just think it's to, – to me, that statement's a little ridiculous at, at the top. And the difference between how Brent Venables went about his business in leaving a prior work relationship at Clemson – versus how Lincoln Riley has clearly gone about doing business since leaving a prior work relationship at Oklahoma. That's the point that I was trying to get at yesterday. You've got one head coach who tells a player that is committed to the school. I I can't tell you how many folks in my mentions yesterday, Plank, were trying to make the point to me, oh, so these players are property of Oklahoma? Okay, no, that's, that's not the point here. But when a player's committed to a school and you've recruited said player to said school, there's two different ways that you could approach it. Brent Venables approach it as, you know what? I'm not going to burn that bridge with my previous employer. I'm not going to do wrong by Clemson. That's not the right way to approach it. Jaron Canick, there's no spot for you at Oklahoma. Meanwhile, let's just call it what we see it. Lincoln Riley, if he could, he's taken players left and right from the University of Oklahoma, and he has no bones about doing it, no problem doing it, and that's okay. I get that. It's his job. It's his responsibility now to win football games at USC. I think what didn't jive with me was just the comment off the top Trying to act like everybody here and beyond is just so stupid. (laughs) We know what's going on. Whether or not you directly texted every single player and said, hey, hop in the transfer portal, come to USC. He could have said yesterday, 
how he really grappled with the decision, sure. that there was a part of him that didn't necessarily feel totally clean about taking players that had either been committed to the school that he previously coached at or played and had signed sure. with the school that he previously coached at. I- instead, that comment off the top deflects the idea that he had any sort of involvement in players making a decision to not remain committed and sign with Oklahoma or outright just leave the University of Oklahoma, which is deceptive. It's inaccurate. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, quick break. When we come back, Kelby Washington will join us. If you want to fire off a few takes or two on that, we're talking about it today. Air Comfort Solutions, text line 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. Or on Twitter at Josh on Ref at Plank Show. Talking women's hoops and Kelby Washington next. All right, let's go. Uh, Plank Show rolls on. It's a Wednesday edition, and we are pumped to be joined by Norman Product. Oklahoma Sooner, Kelby Washington. Kelby, good morning. How's this week treating you? Good morning. I'm good. How are you? Awesome. Awesome. It's been such a blast to watch you this year. Uh, just kind of take Thank me you. through how it's how it's been. Um, freshman year, embracing college, playing for Oklahoma. I mean, there's a lot, and it just really seems like you've kind of embraced it and taken it all in stride. Yeah, it's kind of like a dream come true. I mean, since I was a little girl, I always knew I wanted to play for, like, my hometown. And so, like, now just being in this position, I'm, sometimes I'm like, am I actually doing this? Like, is this really happening? So, um, but, you know, I'm just really blessed to even be in this position with this coaching staff, uh, with these amazing girls and stuff. And so, I mean, I mean, especially our record, the things we're doing this year, I mean, it, it's crazy. But, I mean, college has been a really big learning experience. Um especially the, the tempo of the basketball, um, just, you know, what it means to be a point guard at the collegiate level. So, I mean, I'm learning, but I'm also having fun. Let's rewind a little bit. Uh, 82-18 and 18 in high school, two Class 6A state championships, undefeated in 2021. Uh, Kelby, you did a lot for Norman basketball. How cool, I guess might be a term, is it to be able to play in your hometown where you've had so much success for a place that you've always dreamed of playing? Oh, it's it's such a blessing. Um, it was just something I always kind of knew I wanted to do as a little girl. And so, like, now being in this position, I mean, it's just it's crazy. Like, sometimes I'm like, I wake up, I'm like, I don't even know, like, how this happened, <laughs> you know? Because, like... <laughs> But, I mean, you know, I'm just happy to even be in this position. I'm just happy just to, you know, um, play and just um, work hard and, like, just all those things. And so, I mean, Norman High will always have a a special uh, place in my heart and stuff. But, you know, next chapter is always happening. So I'm just happy I'm here and I get to just have a good support system and my family gets to come to the games and stuff. So, I mean, it's just been awesome. Uh, So with that in mind, you commit – and you sign with the University of Oklahoma, then everything changes, right? Cherry Cole uh, retires. Let's first just talk about kind of where you were mindset-wise whenever you knew that Coach Cole was retiring. Yeah. Um, yeah, right when she told me, you know, I mean, everything happened for a reason was really what I was just thinking, but never in my mind did I think that I was just going to leave. You know, like, yes, um, did, I did think that Cherry Cole was going to be my coach, but – I always knew I wanted to play um, for my hometown and stuff. And so 
um, knowing Coach Jenny was going to be the coach, I was, you know, excited to learn and get to know her and stuff. And, I mean, look how amazing um, she has been in this entire coaching staff for, for this team and stuff. So, so I mean, I mean, it's all worked out. Everything happens for a reason. And I'm just happy that I'm here and stuff. So, yeah. And then, not only – which, by the way, you're right. I She's probably not listening, but Coach Jenny's the best. I mean, listen, I, yeah. I, I've been around a lot of people – uh, in, in, I'm an old man now, Kelby. But I've been around a lot of people. She just, it's nothing really seems to bother her. Um, and I'll, we'll see her get fired up at officials. She won't allow you to get mad at officials. It's one of those to where, hey, how can we do things better? I mean, it's just she has, I don't even know how to describe it, like this infectious personality that you just, I don't know, you want to you want to be better for her. No, I definitely agree. And she's just a very motivating person and, like, you know, at the end of the day, she's going to push us and everything, but she wants us to have fun. I think that's um, what really helps us be who we are and be our most confident person and stuff, and she's taught us that and stuff. So, you know, not only has she helped us on the court, but off the court, too, you know, being young women at this collegiate level, it's not easy, and um, especially, you know, all the things that are happening and, and stuff. And so her just her personality, her motivation, her um the way she cares and stuff, you know, it's just, it's really helpful. And I think it shows and it shows this year and our record and the things that we're doing and stuff. So, yeah. Kelby, speaking of the transition with the coaches, how, how big was it for you when Michael Neal came on staff for Oklahoma? Oh yeah, it, it was awesome. I was excited, you know, a familiar face. You know, he was my high school coach. We went through a lot the next four years, and it was just, I was like, I mean, man, it's crazy. Like, I'm going to be um, here with him for the next, another four years. You know, that's eight years of him being my coach and stuff. And I, I knew when I was a little girl, too, so I was just like, man, like, it, it's crazy. Some, sometimes I'm like, I wake up or I'm at practice or anything. I'm like, is he really my coach? Like, <laughs> especially in the summer, I was thinking that. But, you know, it, it, it's awesome. I'm happy for him. And um, I'm happy that, you know, he gets to do this, and he loves it and stuff. So. I like the term that you used about Jenny Baranchek, just how she motivates, and she does it in a different way. Um, but this whole staff is so – you know, you mentioned Michael Neal. Uh, Chantel is a, a burst of energy. You go even to, to Brittany Merrick and the strength staff. I mean, mm-hmm. Kelby, can you just kind of take us through the support staff and how – you know, Oklahoma's done a great job in, in building and giving you all the resources they need, but how much that means to you and makes the transition from high school to college and the day-to-day battle, how, how it tries to make it as smooth as it can? No, they, they definitely do. They do make it as smooth as they can and stuff. And, you know, things aren't going to be easy, and, and they always have to just be on their toes because things just change, like, just so quick and stuff. And this coaching staff, or the trainers, or strength conditioning coach, they're all very flexible people. Um, they care about us on and off the court. And so that I think that's what, really what matters and what makes us so unique. Um, the coaching staff is unique. They all have different personalities. They bring different things. And I think that's why we mesh so well as a team, but even as a, a coaching staff and just as a, a basketball team and stuff. So, I mean – you know, things aren't easy, and it, sometimes their job, I, I, I couldn't even 
explain to you like half the things they do. But I mean, it's working. So <laughs> yeah. And by the way, I want to make sure I'm not Coach Wright. She's in, uh, Shannon Gage, uh, director of ops. What what Courtney and obviously Reagan have mm-hmm. to do. Marquisha. I mean, it, this is a staff that's there to help you. So with that in mind, you got to miss a few games. Uh, what was that challenge like in staying motivated and staying in tune, Kelby? Because you become a major part of the rotation, starting quite a bit, and then boom, you're out for a little bit. How much of a challenge was that for you? Yeah, it definitely was a challenge and stuff. And um, But, you know, I'm just happy to be back. I'm just really happy I get to be with these girls and stuff. And it, and that's the thing about, like, we were talking about our co- the coaching staff and the girls. Like, everyone was checking up on me. Everyone was making sure I was good and stuff. And so... You know, it, it's just it's very, very extremely like helpful when you have that type of um, support system and stuff. And so, you know, it was upsetting to be uh, away and stuff. But I mean, I also was down the street because <laughs> I was just with my family. But also, you know, I was just, you know, I was just happy that I I know that I'm going to come back and um, I'm going to continue to do what I'm doing and the girls are too and the coaching staff. So. I definitely missed him, though, but I'm just, I'm just happy I'm back. Kelby, it has to feel pretty natural playing with this group at Oklahoma, too, the way that your teams at Norman High like to get up and down and play in transition and push the pace. It feels like that's a lot of what's happening here at Oklahoma. How much has, has that suited your game, and how fun is it playing with this group where you're getting up and down, getting a lot of shots up, and obviously scoring, it seems like, at times at will? Oh, it's so much fun. And, you know, Coach Jimmy, she trusts us, and she just wants us to, you know, make the right reads. You know, we're not very, uh, very like, you need to do this, you need to do that. So she just gives us freedom, and I think that's why we're the most confident. And and I think that we mesh so well. We know each other's person, like, personnel. So, you know, like, you know, Maddie, she's going to go one-on-one, and she's going to make a bucket, like how she did against West Virginia. And, you know, T-Rob, she's going to shoot the ball, and she's going to make every single one. And so – I think that's the reason why we mesh and do so well in games and stuff and why we are this year is just because we know each other's personnel. Jenny gives us freedom, and we're just having fun with it. And, and she makes sure that we that's all that matters. And so, um, but, yeah, definitely just us just having fun and just doing what we can and just playing basketball, competing, and just, you know, having fun. Couple more, we'll get you out of here. Kelby Washington is our guest. Big one this weekend in Austin for the OU women's basketball team, who has moved into the hosting spot potentially for regional. I'll get to that in a bit, but kind of take me through your fam a little bit. I mean, obviously, your dad, a coach. Um, how much had that helped you growing up to know what to expect? And I don't know, was there a moment where both you and dad and, and the fam realizes, hey, Kelby's got a chance to do this for a long time? Yeah, you know, I ever since I was a little girl, sports is kind of all I knew. I mean, I was traveling everywhere. I was a little, like, like, I was like seven years old, traveling to Florida, West Virginia, all these places just to play basketball and stuff. And so, I kind of knew, and they knew that at a young age, it's like this is what I want to do. Um, and of course, I played other sports. I um, ran track and soccer. I played volleyball and stuff. And so. I think that was just for me just to, um, you know, do other things and just have other opportunities. But I think basketball was always in my heart. Um, my dad, he's been around um, <laughs> sports, of course. Uh, he um, was a wrestling coach, and he's he played sports as well in, in, at the collegiate level and stuff. And so um, 
he kind of knew what it took and stuff, and he, he pushed me every day. Some days I was like, oh, I can't stand this man, but, you know, it worked out at the end. So uh, my mom, I went to Norman High School, of course. Um, my mom actually worked for Norman Public Schools, and so I, I think just, like, my entire life, things were um, always easy. You know, basketball can be a struggle. Like, things happen in life and just, you know, but I think that I always had the support system like I do now, and I think that's really why my dreams and people who believed in me um and this is just why I'm here you know and like yes I think I um had a big um part of like what I'm doing now but I think it's just my family my friends people who just believed in me and people who even support me now come to my games and stuff you know it just means a lot and so um I'm just really blessed to have the people in my life um and the people I'm going to meet the people I've met this year my the coaching staff and the team and stuff so you know, um, just want to give a big shout out to them. You know, I love every single person that's believed, believed in me and stuff. So. As a wrestling coach, did did Pops ever try to think, hey, Kelby, let's get on the mat? You know, women's wrestling started to blow up a little bit. Was it ever in your <laughs> DNA that you thought about it? Yeah. So, uh, a quick story. Like, one wow. time, me and my friend, uh, Carly, uh, we were wrestling and stuff. And my dad was like, just want like, you know, mess around. And he like, get up to stop he was like you're not wrestling you don't you know you just you can't so I was like okay I'll just pick the basketball but yeah so I mean I always went to the matches my my brother played wrestling and he went to college for it and stuff but um um but yeah no me definitely I I I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it at all. <laughs> That's awesome. Kelby, I'll let, and I appreciate, I know I've kept you long. I appreciate all your time. It's the first oh, time I've got a chance to chat with you. So I got to ask one more on this team with Maddie and with Taylor. You're playing a lot on the court with Nevea Todd. I love that two point guard scheme. We've seen different players step up at different times. Liz Scott's been so clutch the last few weeks. Kind of give me a sense mm-hmm. of what this locker room is like, the, the confidence you guys have right now heading down the home stretch of the season. Oh, I think the confidence and us just knowing that, like, we still got to work hard. You know, this is the time where teams separate and Jenny makes sure we know that. And so we're just keep working hard. You know, we're grateful for the things that we're doing right now, but you know, this is not the end. And so we're just keep working hard and keep doing our thing. And um, we also are a very close team in that locker room. Either we're dancing or we're laughing or we're just doing something. And so I think that's really what makes it so unique is like, we just, we're so close. Like every single person, you know, we love each other and we support each other. And I think that's just what makes us who we are and what we do on this basketball court. And so I'm just, you know, it's awesome. It's just awesome having fun with them. I still think you guys should have been allowed to let uh, get off the bus and play on the snow whenever we were stuck. But, again, I'm not here. I don't have the insurance issues there. Calby, you're awesome. This has been great. I really appreciate all your time. Safe travels to Austin on Saturday, and we'll be watching on Saturday night. Yes, thank you so much for this opportunity. Yeah, no, it's uh, the first of many. That's great. Kelby Washington, <laughs> we'll see you soon. Gosh, she was great. You would talk to her before, right, Josh? For our oh yeah oh yeah holy smokes I was not Rock expecting star. that Rockstar and for freshmen having been the type of star that she was in high school not unfamiliar with any sort of media setting I really enjoyed talking to her I hope you guys enjoyed that too take a quick break when we come back on the Plank Show um, wrap up hour number one get you ready for some Super Bowl talk next man I'm let's go. Back-to-back, two days of great interviews with young female rock stars for the University of Oklahoma. 
Thanks to Jada Coleman yesterday. Thanks to Kelby Washington today. The Jada Coleman clip, as the kids would say, did some numbers, eh? My Twitter feed was done blowed up all day. Oh, I, I'm still getting likes and retweets on it. Cool. No, no teefs, as it were. Uh, so, Steelman came in during the break. And, yes, Mike Steely is here. Uh, he three, does work here. Two hours before his show, which I just find very impressive. He knows how to get all the sound bites off our cut service, right? Have you shown him that yet? I can't. I, I for months, have not been able to really? log into that. You know what? I, I can't have, even get it to take me to the website anymore. No, I know! I had to download something called... You got it? You can fix... Oh, you're working on it? Okay. If you get it figured out, you show me too. Would you figure out how to change the sources on this TV without the other one? You tell me too. But I had to download something called FileZilla, and it sucks. It's the worst. Oh, do you think that's what I need? I think it might be. It works for me on that. But then I have to re-enter the website there every day. Then there's a port you got to put in. It's, it's just, put a serious dent into the news according to Josh. I anyway, can tell you that. I, I'm sorry. I digress. Steelman was, as Toby and TJ predicted, all over Caleb Williams' appearance on Good Morning America this morning. Which, again, we could have a debate about you know, why, why, why suddenly he's – Good Morning America content, but I digress. Good for him. Uh, we got, we'll share a little bit of it. If he was back. announcing his name, image, likeness deal, I could see it. Was that what he was doing? I don't think so. You know, he has the Beats deal that he has that they announced this weekend. But I'm glad the move had nothing to do with NIL. That's, that's what I'm really happy about. But we'll share some of that next. Yeah, I'd hate to upset Doug from Norman and others who – would not not like us to have 12 hours of Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams programming. <laughs> well, we don't. I mean, you just heard 20 minutes from Kelby Washington, but we'll hear from Caleb next, plus the top five stories of the day around the corner.